you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you in to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. James Coe here. Your host. We got a great show in front of us here today, man. It's going to be a full-on, full-on rookie report. Anything and everything you want to know about rookies, we got you today. Joined alongside by the Fantasy Maverick himself, Adam Rank. What's cracking? What's happening? Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't tell you. I'm excited. Teams are back. There's practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter right now is littered. With uh, Littered or lit? <laughs> Both. Oh, okay. Good. Both. With randos. Uh, <clears throat> as, yeah. we're, as we're recording this right now, the yes. Eagles are practicing. So, Danelle Pumphrey. Yes. Ooh, San Diego uh, State's two, greatest. Yep. Eh, greatest running back ever he, from San Diego State. <laughs> I think I weigh more than he does. I, wow. would say, <laughs> I, would, I would probably put Marshall ahead of him. Oh, well, um, I mean, hey, listen, you have to be determined. Yeah, that's right. true. Like right. hey, we we haven't we yet to be determined exactly. Uh, Jordan Matthews, uh, Carson, like at different times. Guys, and you're like, what's going on? I'm always afraid whenever I see somebody's somebody's name. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh no, what happened? What happened? Oh no. You're like, oh, he scored a touchdown. You're like, well, that's it. I'm drafting him in the 14th round. Okay, good, perfect. Taking him. I like it. So it's good times. MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. What's up? Not much. It's a good weekend. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I could do it in daily daps, but it was a fun weekend. Okay. So, yeah. What a tease. Exactly. Okay. I like Stick it. Stick around. We got the franchise, the Magic Beard of Fantasy, Matt Franciscovich. What's up? Hey, man. I also had a uh, fun weekend right. going to Macy's and picking out items for my wedding registry. Ooh. It was loads of fun. Loads of fun. Okay, I, I I don't know if you're being. I was like, I, I don't I don't believe you. Yeah, I, I actually no, I, I, was, I actually I did was, that. I thought it was pretty cool. I actually did that. I had no. <laughs> you got the gun. The you cool. Gun, right? Yes, yes. The scanner was the cool part. The yeah. fiance had the clipboard and the checklist, and I was just scanning barcodes. Like, I'll take that five hundred dollar vacuum. It surprises me. Sure, all glasses <laughs> that she had the clipboard. Oh yeah, that's that's organization. Yeah, man, that's good. And I was like, oh, let me scan it. 
It's in there. Let's go. You know, actually, it was fun. It was fun. Good. As Perfect. a boss move, this is this is how long ago I had gotten married. Um, I had a Bluetooth in my ear, so the wife and I could be separated. <laughs> in bed, bath, and beyond. Yeah, I'm over. Uh, That's amazing. What do we want? Like an, uh, an 800 thread count here? I can scan this right now. <laughs> Uh, you want to come see it? Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, That's awesome. Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. The Whisk Kid from Wisconsin, Alex Kellar. Uh, What's I guess, up? I guess it, that's the new resident alone of the podcast. I watched four different soccer games on Saturday, which was pretty wow. excellent. Okay. okay. And then uh, saw Dunkirk on Sunday. But Good we'll movie. save that for Daily Daps as well. Okay. All right. Look at those teases. Oh, I do love it. And, of course, we welcome in. Well, guess what, haters, if you don't want to listen to Daily Daps, and stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most baffling thing. It is. It, like, it, it, because 20, we save it to the end. That 20 minutes is not going to fantasy talk. The, 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 the podcast would just end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We would walk out of the studio. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you, that's like when you go see. I think Marvel does it, where they always have like little Easter eggs at the end sure. of their movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if you don't want to stay to the end of the credits to see that, then go. Yeah. Just go. No one's no one's keeping you. Nobody's here. stopping you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we welcome in the folks from Facebook Live as well. Christy Carey saying hello. What's up, Sergio Alexis? And I'm not going to even attempt the last name. Saying what's up as well. Hello on Facebook Live. If you've got questions, we will at least attempt to answer them. But today, oh man, I'm telling you, man, I, I'm I'm fired up because we do have a great show in front of us here today. We're going to be talking about rookies uh, extensively today. Extensively. Today, if we have time, if time permits, we shall talk about notable contract year players at the tight end position as well. Of course, close out with daily daps, but we start your show, as always, with your top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles go. Woo! I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to have your kids, have your wife. All right, we'll start in San Diego. Mike Williams, the... Rookie wide oh, receiver. Come on. <laughs> Why do you have to hurt my heart like this? No, he did not. They're in Los Angeles now. Oh, man. I legit wrote that in San Diego. Yeah, you did. Didn't I? <laughs> wow. I can't do it. I, you know, give me a full season, They're, man. You got to give me a full season here. In L.A., Mike Williams denies the Adam Schefter report, saying Mike Williams may need back surgery. Quote, I'm good. Everything is good. That was some false information being released. I don't know who released it, oh, no. but everything is good. Closed quote. Fake. Although we need to find the leak. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Yeah, find we the need leak. to find the leak. Find the leak. <laughs> <laughs> I would take Mike Williams's quote with a grain of salt. Yeah. What? Yes. Yes. Who better to give you that source of information exactly than the player than himself? the dude himself? <laughs> Williams, keep in mind, has had two epidurals on a herniated disc in his back. That much is not up for debate, and he is expected to start training camp on the pup list as well. Two people that never <laughs> lie, athletes and guilty people. That's right. 100%. 100%. Truth. Believe it. All the time. Believe it. Alex Kellar, give me your take on uh, – look, I, I know we talked about this in our last pod as well. Yeah. Uh, but Mike Williams there, obviously, with uh, injury concerns, uh, a couple epidurals already. I mean, we're talking about a rookie in the – I mean, not even preseason yet. Uh, it's certainly some red flags there. Yeah, well, I mean, we talked about this ad nauseum, but the – you know, so Williams is not going to be a guy you want to draft now, but it's also not a case where we should completely write him off for the season. We have seen rookies 
miss time and come back and succeed a lot, whether it's from injury or other reasons. Let's not forget Odell Beckham missed all of that time his rookie year and then went on to set (sighs) all the records on fire. (sighs) Joey Bosa last year skipped all of camp, kind of got nicked up in that first game. What did he do? Oh, he had like 11 and a half sacks as a rookie. So. It's not. It's not a case where we should. Where he's. We're like you know burying him from a fantasy perspective. But it's something we're going to have to watch closely. And until he gets healthy, Tyrell Williams is rocketing up draft boards. Not draftable in redraft formats in your mind. At the moment, no. Okay. All right, there you go. Uh, via the Cleveland Plains dealer, uh, Mary Kay Cabot, who follows the team extensively. According to her report, running back Duke Johnson is quote the leading candidate to replace Andrew Hawkins as the number one. Slot receiver, the number one slot receiver. This guy's going to start as a wide receiver, according to Mary Kay Cabot. Last year had 53 receptions, 514 receiving yards as a running back. The year prior, 61 receptions and 534 receiving yards again in 2015. Adam, rank your thoughts here. It's interesting. Because it's very somebody, interesting. Somebody, yeah, somebody has to step up and, and catch the ball, and the and the, the key is going to be able to handicap who that person is going to be. And I'm, it's interesting. I really, I want to believe in somebody. I don't know who it's going to be. I like the tight end though. I really think that if Joku, Joku or Seth Devalve, <laughs> yeah, because Devalve's getting the hype right now at a camp. Oh, I know, I know. I like Joku, and I think that um, it depends on who the quarterback is. Okay, because Osweiler. Showed last year he can't throw the ball down the field. Total vision. He to dude, he out. only he, he literally can't throw can't the ball, and we could just he stop. He can't. It like no, but he can't. No, <laughs> Not down the field. Just he can throw just... the ball to the tight end. Oh, okay. Like he does a great job of that. For a six-seven dude who should be able to see over everything, that guy can nitpick. The the that, tight I mean, the tight like, end like targets per game went way up when Brock Osweiler was playing for Houston last year. Okay, that's yeah. why CJ Fedorovich Fedorovic was crushing it. Huge, yeah. and then even in other games, Ryan Griffin was seeing a bunch of targets. The Family Guy, the Family Guy, Ryan Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> big things. Love it. I do like it. Uh, franchise, your thoughts here on uh, again Duke Johnson. Uh, I mean, look, he was gonna get drafted and he was gonna get a boost in PPR regardless. Right. But certainly, if you know now, he is in line to possibly start every single game uh, in a starting role, that's got to boost his value even more. Yeah, because it puts him on the field more. That's right. Rather than just like third down situations or whatever the case may be. I think he's had 74 targets in each of the last two seasons. So they know he's a pass catching back. Um, And out of the slot last year, 5% of his snaps, this is according to Next Gen Stats, 5% of his snaps, uh, he was lined up out of the slot, which doesn't sound like a lot, but among running backs, it was top 10 and 8 overall. So Ooh. he's up there in the top uh, you know, top 10 pass catching backs who line up in the slot. This is great uh, so if they just you know increase that a little bit, I can see him being you know, maybe a wide receiver three. Can we talk about this this trend now we're seeing coaches taking running backs and claiming that they're going to be slot receivers? That's right. I mean, like, we're trying to figure out what's going to happen with Christian McCaffrey and or Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Uh, and or talk- Andre Ellington. Right, so we talked a lot about Andre Ellington <laughs> going from running back to wide receiver back Theo to running Riddick. back. Theo Riddick, CJ oh, Prosize, right. yeah. Duke Johnson. Like, this is a, a thing that's happening now. Yeah. The problem is because it's such a new thing. It's hard for us to evaluate, like, yes. which guys are going to succeed. Like, you can't just – just because a guy catches passes, I don't know that right. you can line him up as a slot receiver and suddenly he's just good well, at that. Like, 
it's an interest. It's a really interesting development that I think we all need to pay attention to. But we really have no idea how and some of these guys exactly. Are going to don't you, but don't you think it's it's to exploit mismatches? Oh, exactly what it is. I mean, that's sure. what you want to do. Is you want to get somebody you because they don't know what you're going to be doing. If if Duke Johnson's out there because he can line up behind the not behind the center but behind the quarterback or to the right or left of the quarterback and move him out to the slot, it just gives you a lot of different variation. And the the one thing that I think about, I, I just the way the NFL has evolved, they just want people out on the field who can play, and the roles and all those kind of things are starting to to go away. And similar to what's happening in the NBA, where you just don't have the seven footers, you know, just anchoring the post anymore. Right. You just have dudes out there who can put the ball in the basket. They just want to be able to put guys out there who can make plays. The key is, and the thing that's going to be the most distressing, is that when Duke Johnson is crushing it and he's having like. 12, 14 targets a game. Yeah. When is that ever going to happen? Hold on. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen this season. Every game when, <laughs> 12, when the Browns are down by 30 for their, points for their, their slot second. receiver. Why not? I mean, you got a young quarterback or a quarterback who can't throw the ball down I mean, the he's, field. He's basically and, Julian Edelman. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally. And the problem is going to be, and this is what I'm trying to get at, is the people who are going to start tweeting and being pissed and being like, what? Can I use him as a as a receiver? Right. Like he's basically a receiver now. Oh, come on, come on, NFL.com. Why is Duke Johnson still listed as a running back? I'm gonna be like, oh my god. Like Ty Montgomery last year. <laughs> Alex oh. Gilhar is already looking forward to that. Guy. Don't yeah. care. I want to talk. I don't was care. Say though, no, we need to. I, I th- like this is nice news for Duke Johnson. Let's not get too excited and anybody overdraft him. Like he's a converting potentially to slot receiver, a position yeah. that already doesn't hold a ton of value in fantasy, even in PPR, outside of the extremely high-volume guys. Like, the number of, like, reliable slot receivers that you started in fantasy last year, you can probably count on, like, one hand. But – Wait, 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 wait. I, 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 I okay. don't think that he's changing a position. They're just going to line him up in the slot. No, I'm not, but I'm he's still, still the- going to be their third down back. I mean, there's going to be times where Crow is going to be off the field – Duke Johnson is going to be there. I think he still runs the ball as well. I think so too. I'm I don't. Th- I don't. I think this would signal that he's not going to do it as much because they were already shifting away from that a little bit last year, which was why I was going to say the ancillary benefit is we got to talk about the crow here <laughs> losing less work to Duke Johnson. That's interesting. So you could that's see what the crow. I'd be, that's what I'd be more. What I'm more excited about with this news bit in here is is crow getting more work than the thought of Duke Johnson as a pseudo slot receiver. And then you're saying, and then you're also saying possibly Isaiah Crowell staying on the field in passing situations and getting more passing. Exactly. This as well. seems like the kind of move that would allow them okay. to put both backs on the field because okay. they like them. So right. I don't Crow's, hate it. Crow's still going to be there. Crow caught like 50 passes last year. So now they just have both of them there, and they're like, it's kind of the same crap that the Panthers want to do or they're intimating they want to do with Jonathan Stewart, Stewart and McCaffrey. Sure. Like, they'll go out there on third down, have them both lined up next to Cam and the shotgun, and then, oh, guess what? McCaffrey's in the slot. Right. I think you're right. Now what are you going to do? You know what? I think you're right. I think the Crow gets a bit, a bit of a boost here with I this. Mean, or at least, right. at least I, makes you feel I, better about him at his already high ADP. Sure. Like, I was say, what's his RB, ADP? He's like RB12, RB14, yeah, anywhere in there. I, I, the yeah. Hype, yeah, the hype's already there for Crow. I, th- I'm just saying it makes me feel better about it. Yeah. Like, it seems like they're defining the – they're starting to define the roles. I mean, it's extremely early. I, it's where July. He's getting, but, but where he's getting drafted right now, the Crow I felt is, great about it. 
No, no, yes. <laughs> of course. I was already and, stoked on and, and I And I feel like people are drafting him, the Crow, uh, at his current ADP given the upside. But I think when you start thinking about passing down work, now it raises his floor. I don't think it necessarily raises his, his ceiling, right. but I think his floor certainly gets raised. And when you get a guy in, the, in a top 30 position, you know what I'm saying? When you're drafting a top 30 player, you love to get a safe floor. There as well, and I, and I think this news does at least boost that's his kind score of what, a bit. That's kind of what I was going for, but we have a, a lot of time on this backfield here. Hey, why not, man? Why not? I'm telling you, this man, is going to be a sneaky. Okay, fine. Hold sneaky. on. Let's go back to Macy's. So here's what I did. <laughs> when I was when I was registering. Yeah. I was just saying. I would go into. Stop. I would, I would go, go in, back to the Browns. Hold on. We I would go, go, I would to, go the to the Glassway. And I swear to great season. We will go from the Browns. Hold on, hold on, hold on. To John Brown. There in Arizona. This is an interesting report. John Brown added 12 pounds of muscle. Oh, Christ. From last, what? Best shape of his life. I don't want it. Come on, man. He had 517 yards last year. By all observations, John Brown has not lost any speed this offseason despite adding all of that muscle. Of course not. What? All right. I hope not. There's I mean, a movie. Why are you so frustrated? There was a movie, like an old-time movie. Okay. From a long time ago, called Major League. Okay. And they did a, <laughs> they did a sequel to it. Yes. And the speed guy who is played deftly by uh, well, Omar Epps. Omar Epps. It's Major League Two. In the second. Where it becomes movie, yes. yeah. Wesley Snipes was the original. Yes, he was. Willie Mays Hayes. Right. And then Omar Epps <laughs> plays him in the second one, and he he's like, oh, I'm gonna be a power hitter now, and it doesn't seem to work unless you're Simba. I have not seen somebody go from the light hitting speedster to the power hitting dude and I I really have to see I got to see John Brown in the pads and see if this really 12 pounds look I, look he's not going to become Calvin Johnson out there I'm just saying can't the 12 pounds of muscle uh help him stay on the field in terms of health because I mean obviously health was a big concern It'll, last year it was yes well, sure. was, would I 12 think pound of 12 pounds of muscle help him last year for the sickle cell trip? I mean I, no, but that correlate. I, I mean, know. there's that. There's also the fact of. I mean, kind of. I, I still believe in John Brown. I think this is a rebound year for him. But I don't know. I would like to see him out there to see if you know if he hasn't he, lost a step, or you know, just if if his get off off the line is the same. I mean, it's one thing to just run with 12 extra pounds and All you right. throw on pads and you have a guy in your face. You know, is it is it the same thing? Okay. All right. You guys seem nonplussed about him adding weight. No, I, I mean, think talking about a guy, think, a guy who's 5'7", yes, 180 yes, pounds. I mean, PSOHL, James, best shape look, of his life. I think it's a good thing because <laughs> I think he was aware that he was going to have an increased role this year with Michael Floyd being out of the picture. Yeah, you know he's going to start. So he needed to add some bulk to uh, up his durability level. I and think obviously so. speed is the big, the best part. His biggest strength is his speed on those deep routes. Right. Um, so hopefully may, hopefully all 12 of those pounds were added in his legs, so now he's even faster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll stay at the wide receiver position. I worry about, like, uh, hamstring pulls and stuff when the guy gets too – Too bulky. Too bulky. Okay. Yeah. Like, you remember, like, I think the that's E-Man fair. cartoons and you watch him <laughs> he's just all jacked trying to run, get and, all this. And you're thinking about how many quad tears he's had in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Watkins should be close to 100% by the start of training camp. I mean, that sounds – that's a positive spin on a negative situation. He had a second foot surgery in January. And so if you keep this in mind, they're saying, the team is, that Watkins should be, quote, close to 100%, and we're talking eight months later. He is not yet healthy. I just – 
to me, that is such a great positive spin on such a negative situation. I think they just didn't want to say that he is a 100% yet. Yeah. Because maybe he's not there. But I've also heard, isn't it, he had the second foot surgery. Isn't it similar to what we saw Julio Jones have a couple years ago? And they kind of, I don't think he played much in the preseason. They eased him back in. And then he was kind of back to normal. Uh, So if that's the case with Sammy Watkins, hopefully it is. Like, the sky's the limit this year for him, and he's going in the middle of the fourth round. Could this also so, be a case, though, where they're saying you wouldn't not, take him there? he's not close to 100% because they, they don't want people to call BS on them right? because this has happened so much. They're actually just being forthcoming. Like, yeah, he's close. Like, he's not there, but he's close. That's a very good point. As opposed to them being like, yeah, he's 100% healthy, can't wait. Right, because that's what like we heard if, last year. And everybody going, bull. If, if, if they say <laughs> now that he's 100% and he's not out there in camp on day one like, doing ridiculous things, yeah. people are going to be like, well, they said he was 100%. Why is he on the sideline? I got uh, I'm – I'm staying away. Yeah, me too, man. Good, just, I'll, I'll take I can't him. Do it. Yeah, in the fourth I'll round, take... I can't do it. Wow, in the fourth round, yeah, uh, fourth. I definitely. Pass. Would you rather have Sammy Watkins or Demarius Thomas? Demarius. I mean, is there? There's not a. I mean, really? Got to be somebody else. I mean, because they're both go. Demarius is going. 35th. Uh, I mean, doesn't Terrell Pryor have, it, have among an ADP? wide receivers? Doesn't Terrell Pryor have an ADP in I that mean, range? Ahead of them. Yeah, I'd rather I mean, Pierre Garçon. I mean, you're talking about a guy in Sammy Watkins who's never caught more than 65 passes in a year. That's interesting. That's that's not a lot. Well, because he can't stay on the field. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I he's re- almost 100%. Your, your, your Honor, I rest my case. Case closed. I see. I understand your concern, and I'm concerned too, but I, I don't mean, know. The, I, it's got to happen. At, you're like, buying the upside. It doesn't it Yeah, doesn't, you got to happen. You got to buy into the upside where you can draft him right now. Like last year, he was like a, a second late second, second rounder. Yes. Like no way, right? Uh huh. Now in the middle of the fourth, I'll take him. I'll take the risk there <sighs> his, for the upside. His you know, ceiling it, is sky freaking high. I mean, but yeah. is it though? Like at some point, don't you have to start to get, at least get close to that ceiling before you can say that, bro? And it just st- hasn't happened Clemson yet. Clemson receivers. It's Am I right? Still, it's, still, right. Uh, it's still there, Marcus. We can see it. <laughs> it's, mean, it's slowly, like, sliding away. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, the ceiling is there, but, like, we're like, – it's like, it's like the haunted uh, mansion. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the floor yeah. starts to sink and the ceiling stays yeah. right where it is and you start and, to wonder. Uh, is that how that works? <laughs> what the stuff? <laughs> the other player who that is the case with right now is Dante Moncrief, too. Both have these – Massive ceilings that yeah. I think right now in drafts with Moncrief going in like six, Watkins going in the fourth, it's worth the risk knowing that their ceiling is is still a, a tangible reality. But if they don't hit it this year, then it's then you're at the bottom of the haunted mansion. And All right, that so ceiling's <clears throat> out of there. I go to fantasy football calculator just to to, to put which a bow painting on this. do you like the most? Uh, Sammy Watkins going <laughs> near the middle of the fourth round in his price similar Wait, price where, range. What one are you looking at? What? A, what? I'm on a different. I got Sammy Watkins at uh, 3.11. Oh, because it's – Are you on <clears throat> no, no, calculator? Because, yeah, I'm on fan- Fantasy Pro. Listen, Fantasy Football Calculator defaults to 12 teams. So? So I'm saying standard. Step and- up. <laughs> Step up. Pick 35. Does that help you? All right. Yeah, that's Pick good. 35. Oh, my God. That's exactly right. That is, yes. Like 3.11. <clears throat> yes. It's a beautiful disaster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in, nice. that, in that similar price range, uh, we're looking at Terrell Pryor, Demarius Thomas, Carlos Hyde, Alshon Jeffrey, Spencer Ware, Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, Allen Robinson. Okay. Spencer Ware? So, I mean, 
Wouldn't you rather have? I'd rather I mean, have. I'd, I'd rather have Martavis Bryant. I mean, Terrell Pryor's in that range. I'd rather You're have Alshon be- Jeffrey. I'd rather have Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, I'd Keenan Allen's in there. That's a Keenan good one. Keenan Allen. I'd rather have Allen Robinson. I, I don't know. They I should just- have a hamstring on a pole match. <laughs> Whoever wins gets to keep their hamstring. I don't know, man. I, I just I, I understand the upside, and and I'm a guy who loves to draft for upside, but. You know what's crazy about fantasy Pick football? Pick 35 is a little rich. Dude. It is. And, it you is know, and the crazy thing about fantasy football is forget about skill for a second. It seems to me like the teams that are the healthiest through the season are the ones that advance deep into the playoffs and end up winning that championship. But, again, I, I do understand it, man. I mean, it's certainly tempting because you know the talent level is there. All right, Rob or Rob, uh, Bob Condotta of the Seattle Times says it is unclear if Eddie Lacy will be healthy <laughs> when training camp starts next week. Lacy's still recovering from off-season ankle surgery. Speaking of ankle surgery, Thomas Rawls had ankle surgery last year. Rawls. He, Rawls. <laughs> Rawls. Uh, Rawls reportedly is healthy and the first team reps he could get at the start of camp because Eddie Lacy is hurt. Quote, could give Rawls the leg up on being the starter entering the season. Adam, rank your thoughts there. Yeah, I. it's tough for me to get enthused by this by this backfield because okay. I don't think that the 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 uh, the uh, the big time. What do we say? Holocon days. I don't know. Whatever I'm trying to say. There was a there was a golden age of Seahawks running backs when Marshawn Lynch was there. Yes. I think they're going to start moving away from that a little bit more. And I think that as we see Russell Wilson progress, he's throwing the ball a little bit more, which means that I'm going to start. Pass attempts have increased every season in the past five seasons for Russell Wilson. Yeah, exactly. And Doug Baldwin's becoming a bigger fixture. Jimmy Graham suddenly relearned how to play football, apparently. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it all comes down to franchises. CJ Prozai. (laughs) <laughs> Our own uh, Ladanian Tomlinson actually wrote an article about uh, breakout running backs. Oh, is that right? He predicted 1,000 yards from scrimmage and 10 total touchdowns for C.J. Prosize. Uh, wow. Okay. All right. I mean, what? It's not. I mean, I feel like we were in the same situation with the Seahawks backfield last year. We were debating whether it would be Kristen Michael or Thomas Rawls as a starter, and then C.J. Prosize. We knew his role would be locked in. And if you're talking about Russell Wilson throwing the ball more and then kind of evolving the way they use the backfield, Brother it Hank, makes sense to lean towards C.J. Prosa. 0% chance he gets double-digit touchdowns. 0% oh. chance. All right. Put it on paper. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> All right. Mark it down. Facebook Live. Someone record this. <laughs> I just – wow. No. 0%. 0% chance he gets Prosa. to double-digit touchdowns. That's just that's just my take. Um, MG, I, look, there, if, there, if anyone knows the tendencies of Pete Carroll, it is my guy. MG Marcus Grant. Uh, you start thinking about this backfield, though. Eddie Lacy, Thomas Rawls, CJ Prosize. That being said, I feel as if Pete Carroll has really enjoyed going to a lead back when he has one per, on a per week basis, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I, I mean, when he gets his starter for the week, he will ride that guy. Yeah, it's just a question of figuring out which guy's going to be That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. That's the trick. Uh, you know, uh, so, you know, I mean, this, this, story that that Eddie Lacy may not be the starter at the beginning of the year I mean yeah sure that's certainly possible but week two he could be the starter week three it could be precise week four could be back to Lacy I mean who really knows I mean that that was always sort of my fear when they added Eddie Lacy that it was just going to add one more body to the mix and kind of muddle things up yeah um I don't know I mean 
draft a Seahawk running back at your own risk, I, I guess because pro size has more of a defined role, he's a guy I guess I feel more comfortable with, but just they're going to be touches spread around in that offense. And like given crazy. his ADP, he has the least risk. Eddie Lacy right now is going in the sixth round. Meanwhile, Thomas, Ra- uh, Thomas Rawls is going in the 11th. I, just to me, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, I would much rather have Thomas Rawls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think we'll start to see that ADP gap shrink as we get closer to, to the start. But right now, that, that five, six-round differential to me just makes zero sense. So, uh, but I, I think people are um, they're comfortable with the name. Like Eddie Lacy. Yeah, they're just like, oh, yeah. And they, I think a lot of people just assume that he's going to be the number one running back there. But as it – as we get closer into, or get deeper into camps, I think that that'll start to stabilize a little bit. CJ Brozai. We'll answer one question here from Facebook Live. Billy Mitchell, <laughs> the Adam Rank super fan, is asking, uh, I've been drafting Doug Baldwin in the third round of mocks. Is that too high? Alex Gilhar, what say you? No. You love him. Yes. <laughs> the, well, the thing is, like, I, the, I wrote him up in my must-own wide receiver series as, like, the underappreciated top-tier fantasy wideout. All Doug Baldwin has done the last two years is finish as a top-10 wide receiver in both standard and PPR. That's great. That's on it? On the Seahawks, on a low – yeah, right? Oh, <laughs> gross. Uh, and the thing is, too, like, he's maintained his target share in the offense each of the last three years despite the fact that the targets have increased. So as they're increasing, it's not like they're diluting it and passing it to a bunch of other people. Right. They're still going to him. Okay. And I had somebody else hit me up on Twitter. They're like, I can't trust him. Too many of his touchdowns come from free plays. Exactly one hmm. of Doug Baldwin's 21 touchdowns he's caught in the last two years has come on a play where Russell Wilson extended the play. Is that right? Play. All oh, the other ones somebody... are beautiful passes from the pocket, designed okay. routes. So it, there's there's he's an v- incredibly safe player. Like, it seems like his floor is in that wide receiver 10 to 12 range, and oh. if he happens to catch more touchdowns as he did two years ago, kabam. I love that you take that 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 public perception, that myth, and just shatter it. Yeah. Just shatter it. I love it. Well, That's somebody great. else hit him He's with the – He's got some grit. Uh, oh, well, got some <laughs> four of his touchdowns came on whatever, and I'm getting <clears throat> so sick of that. Okay. Hey, you know uh, – he gained this in three. I'm like, shut up! It it happened. Like, <laughs> also, also, you know what happened? happened? You know what Brother, happened when he's not sp- doing the did it happen? Are you? No, no, no. He's no. just saying like people okay. are complaining because like, oh, he's the player X scored too many points in one, <laughs> oh, one or you, two weeks. You take away his yeah. game against uh-huh. Green Bay. But here's here's Green the Bay, thing. Like, he what people need to remember is with those stats. Guess what happened that week? He scored all the points. You won. That's true. Put you one step closer to going to the playoffs. It's That's a right. fantasy is a weekly game, not a season long. You look at all those season end scores, like, oh man, he had a couple disappointing weeks. You take away, so what? That's why you start like eleven players. <laughs> if you take away Rogers' forty touchdowns, he had no touchdowns. Uh, uh, that's true. Boom. Bust. <laughs> Math. <laughs> Doug Baldwin Bust. is good. <laughs> Hashtag analytics. <laughs> Argue with that. Look at those numbers. I can't. I can't do it. Look at those numbers. I'm looking. You're right. You take wow. away those yeah. forty touchdowns, he has zero. I see that. Aaron Rodgers, zero right. touchdowns. Okay. There good. it is. That's how many times. <laughs> Let's break down the rookie class of 2017. I'm excited about this, man. I'm ex- absolutely ecstatic to talk about Bunch rookies A bunch of players here. we haven't talked about at all. Oh, come. Stop <laughs> it, you. <laughs> no, that's, that's <laughs> Look at you. Behind Maybe, the glass. I'm, I'm with, No, no, no. Just taking a bone torch. The, that's exactly what I was. I'm like, oh, what? my God. Do I have to go through the thing about <clears throat> mixing if you've seen it, blah, blah, uh, blah. I get it. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook. We've talked. Why don't we, oh, all I want to do? Okay, this is all I'm saying. Yes, this is it. Okay, let's talk about some players 
that perhaps we have not <clears throat> talked about. Okay. Over, and invite people we to shall listen do that. to past episodes. Like, okay, we like, shall do that. No, I think it's, listen, it's still a good topic. Listen, listen, we have to I hit will, this before training camp. Let me, yeah. I'll just burn through a bunch of high-profile rookies yeah. <laughs> that we have talked about extensively. Uh, Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan, Dalvin Cook, Corey Davis. There we go. Wait, Let's you know do what it. We should do of those guys is you should explain why you continue to take P. Ryan so exceptionally. <laughs> yeah, what's your reason? Including there were reports coming out this past week that Rob Kelly is still expected to be the starter. Yeah, Co. Oh, yeah, Co. There, there are reports, <laughs> but I mean, even, but even those reports are so lukewarm. I mean, it's Dude. look. Well, I'm not even saying I'm not even saying that P. Ryan will be the week one. Well, you know what? No, he's going to be the week one starter. Well, I'm going to say he's going to be the week one. I mean, here's the thing working in in James's favor here is that P. Ryan is good. Well, that also also the fact that the Washington (laughs) FC is notoriously disorganized and uh, it likes to throw out misdirection. Basically, no, that franchise has had zero issues (laughs) (laughs) with personnel or coaching or anything like that. I don't know, man. I just look at the talent level between P. Ryan and Rob Kelly. I just I can't help but think about that. And plus, I mean, I'm thinking about this offense. It's going to be a high. It should at least be a high scoring offense. I think about that division. There's nobody in that division that really scares me from a run stopping perspective. I know Chris Thompson is there and he will see a, a whole hell of a lot of work uh certainly as a pass catching back but man yeah i mean to me i think the floor for p ryan is pretty safe uh if we're talking about a guy that's going to get you know uh, has the potential to get you anywhere between you know eight to ten touchdowns i just i think the yardage will be fine i don't know i think the upside is there too because what about if this guy just comes out and breaks out and just has an awesome uh rookie season that's what i start getting excited about in a very good offense that's what See, that's the thing about these these rookies that are in these other situations uh, that I might not necessarily get as excited. Like Dalvin Cook. I'm not really that excited about Dalvin Cook because I know the O-line still has a lot of issues. Minnesota still, again, you know, can they put up points? I'm not that sure. I think about Leonard Fournette there in Jacksonville. Love Leonard Fournette. I love Leonard Fournette. But that offense could absolutely be another uh, another year where it's a disaster uh, under Blake Bortles. I just, right. you know, look, Christian McCaffrey, uh, you, you, you won't find somebody who had higher regard for Christian McCaffrey's game than myself, especially seeing him watch absolutely him, him run over Cal. Exactly. Right? Just destroying <laughs> Cal. But look, I, to me, I just think Christian McCaffrey right now is being overdrafted because of all the ro- potential roadblocks uh, that are in front of him. That's why, especially given the price tag for Samaj P. Run, that's why. I really like Samaje there, but whatever. We've talked about these guys extensively. Let's talk about some rookie sleepers, uh, and we'll start with Kareem Hunt. Uh, and we'll start with MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. Give me your take Good on Kareem Hunt. place to go. Yes. Because <laughs> I love him. You love Kareem Hunt. Uh-huh. I do love Kareem Hunt. Um, I, I, I do think it's going to be a battle for him and Sharkandrick West to see who backs up Spencer Ware. I know people have asked you know, how I feel about that backfield. And I, I, I think it's Spencer Ware. I think he's going to be your guy. Um, but I just think Kareem Hunt does so many things well. I don't think he's great at any one thing, but he's very good at a lot of things, and I think that all-around ability makes him kind of the number two there, catches the ball out of the backfield. I feel like he's a guy that could really succeed in an Andy Reid offense. And so, I, you know, if you are looking for a handcuff and you have Spencer Ware, then I think you'd be wise 
again, if you're a handcuff person, I know not everybody is, but if you are, to come back around and get Kareem Hunt later in your draft. Alex Gilhar, give me a rookie sleeper you like this year. Well, he's next on your list here. I love uh, Joe Williams. He was one of my favorite running backs in the draft, um, was falling because of his off-the-field stuff, as we right. talked in the past, briefly retired. Landed in a great spot in San Francisco, and he's the running back that uh, Kyle Shanahan like stood up on the table and forced back onto the team's draft board, which is always a good sign. Um, I think he's being properly valued right now in the double-digit rounds. You yep. don't want to reach too high. Carlos Hyde could give him the Heisman for at least a year. You know, sure. know he's a talented back, had some trouble staying on the field. But uh, I just like, I like Joe Williams' potential there. All right, franchise, give me a rookie sleeper you like this year. Normally I'd go Jamal Williams. He's one of my guys in draft season. Yeah. But I've spent a lot of time and a lot of ink uh, talking up Ty Montgomery, so I can't go there with the Packers. I'm going to go with Donta <laughs> Foreman Okay. in Houston, and I know there's some negative stuff in the news about him sure. right now. Absolutely. Uh, but I think that he has a path to playing time with Lamar Miller not being the most durable guy, kind of broke down under a huge workload, and if they can work Foreman in as their bigger back around the goal line, I think he has some potential there for fantasy. The first. bottom line is we know Foreman's going to have a role, Yeah. right? Right, I mean, exactly. Especially around the goal line, you know he's going to at least be that big back hammer that they will get around the goal line. So you know he at least will see the field in some aspect. Correct. But you're right, Lamar Miller too – if something happens where he gets dinged up, if he misses a week or two, or or maybe they just want to spell him right. for a few series. Foreman's comes the, the guy, form, yeah. and he's a huge dude and has really quick feet, and he's like a power back, so I like his all-around package. He played at 250 pounds at yeah. the University of Texas, and then what did he run at, what did he run at his pro day? Something like a 4-5. Yes. So like a four five it was, forty. It was a really uh, it was <laughs> at, like one record like breaking for his weight. Pounds. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he but was the, huge. But then he showed up to mini camp out of shape or something. Yeah. So the the drum beat's been negative for him since after the draft. Uh, but hopefully he can get things turned around. You do have to keep in mind too, right, that he had a stress fracture in his foot uh, during the combine, which Correct. is why he didn't run the forty at the combine, and that's why he ran uh, the 40 at his pro day. But still, a 4-5-40 coming off of a, st a stress fracture in your foot just a few weeks after? Yeah. That's nice. It's nuts at his weight. That's insane. And the other thing people will point to is his fumbling issues. I think he had six fumbles last year, mm. but people don't realize that he had a broken finger, so he was playing with a broken finger, which okay. I think can lead to dropping the ball. All right. So Adam Rank, give me a rookie sleeper, por favor. I'm going to go with there, Darius Stewart. Okay. Ooh. I think that when you go, when you look at the SEC receivers, they yeah. don't really always benefit from having great quarterback play. If you think of the quarterbacks that they're that are throwing them the ball, they don't. These aren't NFL quarterbacks. You know, uh, Zach Mettenberger, you know, was just kind of an average guy in college, and that's the reason why Odell Beckham. But what Jr. about those selfies, bro? Landry. Well, those were pretty sweet. Okay, I'll, I'll give him credit for okay. that. And he's got nice hair. Um, Did you say selfie? But oh, the <laughs> the selfies. There uh, it is. By the way, for those podcast listeners, I, for some reason, What's franchise has a selfie stick. I have one right now. What here. do you mean for some reason? For like, some reason. I don't. Because they're cool. Man. But we're reason. in a podcast. Why, why, yeah, why, why the selfie stick? He wants to take a photo. In the podcast. Okay. Got it. And we just go. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Gelhar, you oh. don't get to be in it because you hate on selfies. Oh, man. stupid. I, oh, wow. Let's get back on track. I, I will say this. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me say this. Yes, I don't want to hijack <clears throat> You don't want to use them too much. But okay. using them, and I personally, my personal preference is the arm. I've got long arms, so it's okay. okay. I don't. I have short arms. Okay. What, what can I, I do? say yes. that if you want to get everybody in, if you've got a bigger group or whatever, okay. like, why not? It. Like, just don't go walking around 
Disneyland with it or the streets of San Francisco or whatever. <laughs> Don't be in the bike path. You know, make sure you keep your head on a swivel if you're doing that. Yeah. But every once in a while to just grab a nice photo <laughs> yeah. here in the podcast studio, which he Why wouldn't not? normally be able to get. I'm not crossing a city street no, here. It's true. Just, it's, it's a one-off. It's sitting there, and it's, it's, it's neatly tucked away. <laughs> but if we can Thank go you, back Rick. to our Darius Stewart, uh, the one thing I really like about his, uh, him, I, yes. I, I think he's an exceptional receiver. He he kind of strikes me as an Anquan Bolden. Strong guy. Big, strong guy yeah. who, can, who can do a lot of damage in the red zone. And when I look at the, uh, when I look at the Jets, I think that their receivers often are much maligned. Mm-hmm. Um, Quincy Anunua is going to be the new number one. They right. got Robbie Anderson there, of course. The one cool thing about Stewart is that he's going to be Chad working. Chad Hansen, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what? Your boy. Mm-hmm. That's Chad right. Chad Hansen, stop it. Um, he's going to be working with the younger quarterbacks, like Bryce Petty yeah. and uh, Christian Hackenberg. The hack! So when Josh McCown gets injured and one of those young guys has to start, he's going to be looking for the dude that he kind of has the rapport with. You know, similarly to, like, I can Meredith benefit from benefited from that but you see that second quarterback come in and he's like oh yeah i've been working with this guy all off season right i feel real comfortable with him i think he can be a sneaky red zone play for uh for certain weeks and at some point he will become uh fantasy relevant i think that he's going to score more touchdowns than people are giving him credit for he's got a better athletic profile than quincy and he really does i i watched him i i like what i saw i just i worry about the quarterback situation yeah jets that's true but i mean I just hope those guys can throw touchdowns. I don't yeah. think that he's going to make a lot of lot of damage or do a lot of damage in the air. It's not like he's going to be racking up 150 in a touchdown. It'll I hear you. 68 in a touchdown. You'll take it. You're in best ball. If you're playing weekly or anything like that, I think he's going to have And you're, you're investing almost no draft. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're waiting till 12, 13, 14 to take our tears. You'll Street. probably be picking him up off the wire. Right. That's not even on the ADP page yeah. on Facebook. He's, oh, is that right? <laughs> really? He'll be a waiver wire okay. ad for you at some there point in the season. Uh, MJ, I know you talked about Kareem Hunt. Do you have another rookie sleeper? Uh, I'm going to go Cooper Cup. Uh, just especially PPR-wise, I think he can catch a lot of passes. I mean, the, the buzz right now around the Rams is that Cooper Cup is going to be a favorite target of Jared Goff. And, and considering the routes I think he's built to best run, uh, I do think he slides into that offense very nicely and uh, and can be a guy who really could catch. I wouldn't be surprised if he catches in the neighborhood of you know 70 to 80 passes this year. Uh, he'll be one of those guys, like I said, a, a PPR surprise. And I know everybody looks at it and says, you Rams gross, but you know, keep an eye on Cooper Cup. I, mean, I, mean, I think the conventional wisdom is that he's going to slide into the slot mm-hmm. for them there. And as we're trying to – it's not exactly a you know an exact game, but as we're trying to figure out who's going to be who from McVay's Washington offenses to Los Angeles – Cooper Cup kind of be like a souped-up Jamison Crowder because Cup is not a blazer by any stretch of right. imagination. He's a gr- g- good technician as a route runner, but he dude's like six foot two, like yeah. two hundred some pounds. Great so hands. You put it. You put a big guy like that Very in the slot hands, is yeah. a nice, nice chain mover for a young quarterback trying to you know establish himself. And he can do some things outside too. As yeah, oh, he can. He so. can. So there you go. Um, I know I, I know we talked about some sleepers here, but let me just go through some other, you know, favorite rookie sleepers that I'm seeing uh, with, you know, at least some draft capital attached to them. Uh, we'll start in Buffalo. How about Zay Jones? Almost like a wide receiver handcuff uh, there to Sammy Watkins. Well, they got nobody else. So, I mean, they uh, do. I think, well, they actually did make a couple uh, signings in the offseason that I think we sh- we've kind of been uh, overlooking. Whom? The first one is Andre Holmes. 
I was uh, talking to Harmon about him the other day from Oakland. You know, yeah. he of like catching all the red zone touchdowns. That's right. Fame. And then also uh, Corey slash Philly slash Corey slash Philly oh, Brown. Motown right. Philly back again. Motown Philly back again is yeah, in buddy. Buffalo. Okay. So while it, I, I like Zay Jones and I, I kind of like his upside here and those targets, um, especially like, I mean, the number two receiver in Buffalo has never been like gangbusters in fantasy, right. but there can be usable weeks, especially if Sammy Watkins goes down. But I feel like he might be a little lower in the pecking order than those veteran guys. True, true. I think Zay Jones is being overdrafted too right now a little bit. I mean, his, his ADP is late, but he's going still, in, yeah, still he's, overdrafted. I, yeah. I wonder how much his production is going to be tied to Sammy Watkins staying healthy. Right. Sammy Watkins is on the field. I would think almost 100%. Right. Because, right. I, I mean, they're a run-first offense as it is. That's so. right. Yeah, uh, although uh, although new coaching staff there, so it won't necessarily right. be, you know, ground and pound. So uh, interested to see what Sean McDermott does there uh, in Buffalo. James Conner is one of the popular handcuffs uh, for Pittsburgh, out of Pittsburgh. Uh, your thoughts there, Adam Rank? It's interesting because we saw last season when D'Angelo Williams was able to spell Le'Veon Bell for the first couple of weeks that he was pretty effective, which yeah. which is a good sign for anybody coming in there. I think that in addition to that, the Steelers probably don't want to run Le'Veon Bell as much as they did last year because they saw at the end of the season, you know, that, that it tends to wear down a young man. It does. You sure. want to keep him a little bit fresh. So there could be instances this season where they're trying to mix in Connor a little bit more just to not only get him work because it'll be beneficial to Bell going into the playoffs, but you might be looking at the future running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers if they feel that running back is not a a position where they're going to put a lot of capital in. And we've seen the Steelers do this time and time again. Yeah. They, they get rid of players because their system is bigger than any individual player now. Perhaps they will make an exception at some point for Le'Veon Bell, but yeah. given their history, they probably won't. And yeah, because Mike, I remember Mike Wallace had a huge year, and they're like, "Yeah, sorry, they're like that's great, that's <laughs> see you, pal. Appreciate what you're doing and right. what you did for us, but uh, enjoy Miami or wherever it was. Uh, Plaxico Burris went to the to the New York Giants. So quick, point. quick, quick aside on on Connor here, James. You, yeah, you keep. Whenever, every time you write him up in a post or something, you keep putting him in the Sarah Connor, John Connor family and not the C-O-N-N-E-R family that he is a part of. <laughs> C-O-N-N-E-R. E-R. You always write it with the O-R. So as he's Can you like blame the, me, though? No, no. It's a simple I mean, no come simple on. Mistake. He's, he, so he might be the cousin or maybe in you know? future Terminator movies. He's a Terminator, son, bro. So, so basically Connor. he's not he's not John or Sarah. He's, no. he's Dan and Roseanne Connor. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you can't draft him. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, come on, now you he can't draft him. Thing. You know, I mean, when I was thinking he's the the distant cousin or the son of uh, of, of the John Connor of John Connor, I mean, you know, you feel good about <laughs> drafting that dude as the son of Roseanne. Not so much. Not so much, man. Frank, sorry, you were going to make another point? <laughs> no, I was all good. Okay, cool. I was wrapped okay. up. All right, there you go. Uh, let's go a little bit deeper here with your rookies. Uh, let's start with Jeremy McNichols. Here's another guy that is going very late in drafts. Um, and certainly, you know, his role in the early part of the season, not necessarily well known because Tampa Bay, you know, we know Doug Martin is going to be suspended, but Jacquez Rogers is there. What's going to happen with Jeremy McNichols? MG, your thoughts? Um. You know, I was of the opinion for a while that, that McNichols would kind of slowly work his way into a larger role. But, you know, I've been starting to hear a little bit more that the coaching staff still really loves Quiz down there. And so we'll see. Uh, I I still think that at some point they're going to start to lean toward the rookie. 
Um, I think a lot of it also has to do with what happens exactly with Doug Martin. Does he immediately jump back in and become the starter? Uh, you know, what do they have? What, what happens with him? But uh, you know, who knows? By the end of the year, we keep talking about, talking about two Boise State running backs kind of holding it down there in the uh, the Buccaneers' backfield. Uh, Marlon Mack is another rookie running back that is a very popular handcuff. But Alex Gelhar informed the people what is actually happening there in Indianapolis. Well, I mean, I think we're overlooking the presence of veteran Robert Turbin as well. Yeah. He's a guy that was getting more work late in the season, was an effective goal line back, and uh, was somebody that the GM was talking up and hoping would have an expanded role this year prior to them drafting Mack. So I just think that uh, Mack might get, you know, he's a home run threat. He might get worked in on some passing downs, some other situations. But the handcuff or lo- more likely guy to assume a bigger workload if this is the final, the end of Frank Gore, which I don't think it is, uh, will probably be <laughs> Turbin as opposed to Marlon Mack. Uh, can we go to Detroit? Uh, Kenny Galladay is getting a lot of buzz in Detroit now. But um, I know he's third on the pecking order in terms of the wide receiver position, Marvin Jones um, and Golden Tate there, uh, your 1A, 1B, however you want to parse it out. But um, Kenny Galladay, certainly from a slot receiver position, getting a lot of love, at least locally there in Detroit. Uh, anybody have a take on, 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 this, on this rookie wide receiver? I mean, I think he – like there's – there are some targets to be had in the Detroit offense with Anquan Bolden leaving. Granted, there are a lot of good options that those targets could just slide to, including okay. Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Eric Ebron has been the hype train for him has been steadily building all off season. Indeed. Theo Riddick if he stays healthier, Amir Abdullah if he stays healthier. Galladay gives them uh, an athletic guy that they don't really have on that offense. He's like six four. He's big. He's fast. So maybe he slides in and gets some of that red zone work that Bolden used to do. My guess is it goes to Ebron instead. But, I mean, there's there's potential. Well, I, I think he's certainly a guy. There have been some good puff pieces about him catching everything his way and stuff in training yeah. camp. But we'll need to wait and see a bit before really considering him in redraft. I'll give the folks a danger zone deep sleeper. Uh, Brian Hill, the running back there in Atlanta, out of Woo. Wyoming. Can I, can, I, can I chime in here? About yeah, this? dude. Please. Uh, you want to talk about the, this is a case of uh, life comes at you fast. Yeah. Because uh, as you, if you Google Brian Hill and you look up news articles about him, back on July fifteenth, there's a big article about him in the uh, the Falcoholic, who's a big Falcon Falcoholic. Uh, says, watch out, world! Here comes Atlanta Falcons rookie Brian Hill. Uh oh. Exactly seven days later. Uh oh. Major bust alert, ESPN projects rookie Brian Hill gets cut. Oh! So, so uh, keep Ooh. an eye on that one. Keep, keep an, an eye on that eye one. On that one. <laughs> well, let me tell you something, though. I, I, I doubt very seriously he'll get cut. Uh, who do they? Who is their third-string guy out of Oregon State? Teron Ward. Teron Ward. I, I mean. Who was your guy last year? Yeah, Brad. For like, for like a week or two. Danger zone. For like a week or two. Danger All day zone. long. I love him. But. But. Let's be real here. Brian Hill, um, I think he's a more talented guy. Uh, I would be very surprised if Brian Hill got cut. But that being said, um, I, I just liked watching his tape, man. I, I think he's a, a powerful, angry runner. Um, a lot of things have to happen, obviously, for him to see the field. Devontae Freeman is going to see most of the work. Tevin Coleman is there as well. Um, we, we've highlighted Tevin Coleman is even being overdrafted, uh, at least from you know some of the metrics that we've seen. So I don't know, man. Uh, you know, Obviously, a lot of things have to go right for Brian Hill to see the field. But if he does in that offense – um, I really like uh, the prospects for Brian Hill. And, 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 again, I know he went to Wyoming, but do me a favor. Just pop in Wagner this guy's <laughs> – Sorry. <laughs> <Not blessed. laughs> uh, pop in this guy's tape if you don't know about Brian Hill. Uh, and if you like watching running back tape, you'll love watching this kid. I, I really 
had a had a blast watching his tape. So I think he's I think he's extremely talented. I would be shocked, man, if he got cut. All right, let's go to Facebook Live. We will answer a question here. Sergio Alexis asking, um, who's going to have a better year this year, Martavis Bryant or Brandon Marshall? I, I love this question. I love this question. It's Martavis Bryant. I okay. agree. More dynamic offense. I. I don't want to make this into a segue about Sterling Shepard, but okay. it amuses me how much he's being disregarded. He was good as a rookie last year. He's got a lot of upside, and we've. this is going to be one of those situations where the older vet comes in and doesn't have the impact that everybody's expecting him to, and it really rises the profile of Shepard. And now because cause Marshall's out there for, for the first couple of weeks, they'll have to pay attention to him, and yeah. that'll really give him an Some opportunity. Some room to Plus, you know, just – still playing opposite of Odell Beckham Jr. And I think coming into last year, everybody was so hype on Shepard, just thought he was going to come in and dominate. And he obviously did, and he was good around the red zone and everything, but he didn't dominate. And that just and everybody looks at it like, up oh, bust. And you're like, he played one year. Like, why? <laughs> like he might, he's not even going to be hitting his stride for another two seasons. Right. Like, like, let him breathe. So, and that the good thing is, is that that allows him to be a great value in fantasy drafts, and I forget where he went in our 14-teamer, and I had kind of gotten lost because I was doing other things while we were doing it yeah. and um, wasn't quite paying attention. But I'm like, God, Sterling Shepard is is going to be a great value. I agree. Year. So, but and it, I think that Marshall's going to eventually. I mean, Marshall's been doing it for. He was a teammate with Jay Cutler on the Broncos. That's like, right. He's been in the NFL <laughs> for a long time. He's done yeah. it for. He's been great. I mean, Broncos, Dolphins, Bears. And now just moving in Jets, he was really good. It's like now you expect him to go to the Giants and still be that same guy. Like it happens. Like eventually you run into a wall. He's going to be, a, you know, a, probably a Hall of Famer. I don't know. Yeah, he'll Maybe. be on the cusp. Be on the cusp. But you know what? Like, but I just expecting to get a lot of value out of him, when, especially when you compare that to somebody like Martavis Bryant, who definitely has something to prove, yeah. is also in a dynamic offense. Doesn't have to be the number one guy. He benefits from Antonio uh, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell being on the field with him. It's the great unknown in Martavis Bryant because, as we've highlighted on this very podcast, he hasn't necessarily done it really uh, for an entire season versus that old reliable name that you're very familiar with that, again, as you've just highlighted, just, he has done it. For in seasons time. for a long time in seasons prior so i love i absolutely love this question uh we got a question specifically for marcus grant uh-oh uh from adrian alpanseki saying he was in one of the listener leagues i do believe yes uh who's the wide receiver to draft in san francisco and what to expect from said wide receiver that's pierre garcon yeah. without a so- doubt um, and I think Garcon's going to be like a sneaky play. I know uh, Gelhar likes him as well. I mean, I think as a, a th- potential third wide receiver for your fantasy team, I think is a, a sneaky play. Uh, you know, because everybody looks at it and says, "You Niners gross," and so he's going to sit on the board for a while. But I know as some of us have noted before the best years of his career came working with Kyle Shanahan in Washington. Uh, there's really nobody there that's threatening to take a lot of targets away from him. I, I just see he and Brian Hoyer being a really consistent connection. I think he's the only he's the only wide receiver I would seriously consider spending a draft pick on in that team. I want to highlight that Jessica Kleinschmidt has joined our Facebook Live session and says, "Yay football! <laughs> Yay football! <laughs> Yay football!" We welcome <laughs> Jessica as well. 
<laughs> Friend of the podcast, uh, no doubt about it. All right, let's close out your show with a round. Are we skipping your contract to your tight ends again? Hey, man, I didn't even want to highlight that. I, just <laughs> to I think let's just, let's just hit it. This poor thing has been pushed back like three episodes now. Let's wow. hit it quick and get, get it out of our lives here. Tyler Eifert is a contract year player at the tight end position. Eight games last year, 394 yards, 29 receptions, five touchdowns, but – over his last two seasons, we're talking about a 21-game sample, so big sample. 1,000 yards, 18 touchdowns in 21 games. He has never, though, played a full season. What say you in a contract year, Matt Franciscovich? Uh, he's coming off back surgery, so that's a major red flag. But if he's healthy, okay, I think he can he's, be a tight end. probably not. Well, I mean, all these tight all these tight ends get banged up. But look, last year, for what it's worth, in in eight games, he saw ten red zone targets, had five receptions. All five of those Stop. were touchdowns. I believe he caught something like ninety nine percent of his red zone targets the year before. Too. Yeah, he was a beast the year before that. Only played thirteen games. Yeah. But had like uh, I forget how many touchdowns, he's, but it was eleven touchdowns. He's a guy. I know Harmon tweeted I think the other day that he's been a big fan of and been drafting a lot. Yeah. I mean, just when you look at those tight ends that go in the mid-rounds, like your your Kelsey, Olsen, Delaney Walker kind of stuff, none of them have even close to the touchdown upside of right. Tyler Eifert, which, you know, in non-PPR leagues, it makes a big difference at the tight end position if he's getting into the end zone a ton. I mean, That's that how year, you get points that at year, that position. That year he had 13 touchdowns or whatever. He only had like 500 yards receiving. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So I think he's a guy that we'll have to monitor his health, but he's definitely worth like a 6th, 7th round investment. And the next one... I've been kind of loving Jimmy Graham this year in I fantasy. I do, too. I do, too. Last year he had 923 yards, 65 receptions on 95 targets. Yeah, they like kind of almost, almost a, a thousand yards coming off the patellar tendon. Tear. That was crazy. Like, that's insane. And as Rank thing. joked, it was like he kind of figured out how to play football again. I just think he and the Seahawks or he and Russell Wilson finally got on the same page. Yeah, and right, in this right. expanding offense, we're literally like it. This is Doug, the Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham show in yeah. that passing attack. Like, Agreed. there could be a case for like Tyler Lockett or Paul Richardson if Tyler Lockett's slow to get healthy to come back. But those two are going to command twenty plus percent of the targets, and, and they're the top red zone threats. It's just it's a great situation for yeah, Graham. I don't hate it. C.J. Fedorowitz there in Houston, five hundred fifty nine yards last year, fifty four receptions on eighty nine targets. Could you actually <laughs> pronounce? Try to pronounce what you wrote in the rundown instead. <laughs> As a joke for those <laughs> listeners at home, James wrote CJ Fedora Ia Kawapasui Kup 9W8 Even for CJ Fedora. I get so tired of you even trying to spell this dude's name. <laughs> I think there's an infinity symbol in there. I think there is as well. <laughs> um, I just get tired of trying to figure out what this dude's name is spelled like. It's just, I, I, I can't even get the, I literally can't even get the first three letters right. F I E. Is it F I E? Is it F E D? Is it F I E? Dude, again, I'm tired. <laughs> tired, anyways, tired, tired. Like you're saying, I don't want to spell this dude's name. Look, he's a uh, bo- bottom line is look, he had a uh, a pretty good year last year. He had usable weeks anyway uh, for the Houston Texans last year. Um, 559 yards and four touchdowns. Again, doesn't sound like a whole hell of a lot, but there were certain weeks where he was certainly usable. 89 targets. That is that's a lot of targets for a guy like C.J. Fedorowicz. But is it something that he can build on? Going in 2017, Adam Wright. No. Okay. It's the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's all yeah. a mirage. A mirage. mirage. <laughs> I would um, – Okay, good. Sorry. I, you know what? I know he's probably not on the list. Is Hunter Henry on this list? Uh, I don't think he's in a he's contract, contract here. No, no oh, he's that, not. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was a rookie <laughs> last year. 
Is he a rookie? Yeah, that's right. It was yeah, his first year last year. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you'd much rather have Hunter Henry than CJ. Yeah. Led, that's led the point. position in yeah. touchdowns. I would rather have a guy like Hunter. Take Hunter Henry. Okay. All right. Shall we go to Daily Daps now? Please, let's. Sure. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the Daily Daps and Hub. Give me daps because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up daps about daps and hooks. Daily tap time. We will go to the whiz kid from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar. Oh, sweet. What you got? Uh, first, daily taps to USA and Jamaica for making it to the Gold Cup final. Will be played on Wednesday in okay. Santa Clara. Uh, Jamaica upset Mexico uh, with a pretty with a pretty wow. slick uh, free kick goal uh, yesterday. And a- USA beat Costa Rica two to zero on uh, Saturday. May I ask a question in addition to the one I'm asking right now? You may. You're a bigger soccer fan than me, and I I enjoy Team USA footy as much as the average person okay not an ardent fan is there is there is it cool that we're not playing mexico or would you have rather or is it kind of funny like what is what is your read like would you rather be playing them or you're like no nah, i'd just rather win I the mean, World cup and get- this is this is an irrelevant tournament right now it's good for a lot of these players to like if they can theoretically get the win on wednesday to get the win who it comes against doesn't matter jamaica was in the final last uh That's the last true. gold cup so it's uh, it's not, it's not a terrible thing. I mean, it's we have a better rivalry with Mexico, right. certainly, but the uh, the reggae boys are, are a fun team, and it makes for an interesting new final okay. instead of U.S. Mexico, which it has been many times. Right. Uh, the rest of the daily daps, quick. Shout out to uh, I'm gonna butcher his name, but uh, Pilo Asbeck. He's the actor on Game of Thrones who plays Euron Greyjoy. Okay. And yeah. he had he had all of like. Seven minutes of screen time last season. And he and used he's the come, hell out of him. He's, he used the hell out of him, and he's coming into a bigger role this season. I'm not going to spoil anything, but for this guy to come into a show in its seventh season with with a bunch of Titanic-level actors that are you know all great and all have these established roles, yeah. and for him to come in and he has stolen scenes in each of the first two episodes already is quite an achievement. Great. This guy is like the talk of Twitter. He's, he's an, It's a great character from the books, number one. And this guy is just crushing it. Okay. So daily daps to him for his performance so far in Game of Thrones. And then also daily daps to Dunkirk. Won't go into it too long. Phenomenal movie. Beautiful. It's like from start to finish, it's like two hours. It's only an hour and 46 minutes, I think, technically. But it's just intensity the entire time. Yeah, don't spoil it. That's all I'm going to say. It's just fantastic. <laughs> there you go. Go see it. Uh, MG my it's Marcus. historical. Grant. Uh, That's yeah. why I was saying don't spoil I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna double up and uh, and daily nap Dunkirk. Uh, I I've seen some people saying they thought it was slow, and I'm trying to figure out where they saw that, what? like how they how they <laughs> felt that because I I didn't get any of that at all. Uh, but it was absolutely fantastic. Does daily- it does it make you think? Because anytime a movie makes you think, it does. Then people feel like oh this was too not slow. a ton. I mean, but like I never I never like was like sitting there like having these deep pensive moments. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's a movie about war, so you sure think about that. Um Daily Daps to the Stranger Things season two trailer. Oh, yes. oh man. Oh baby. Uh yeah, oh, baby. I, I tweeted, I just re- NFL, we're gonna need a bye week. Sometime in late October. <laughs> we just need the league to just just take a week off. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Let everybody have the bye week so yeah. we can you know spend a couple days watching it, spend the rest of the week kind of like getting our minds I'm right out. It's gonna afterwards. be real tired that week. I already yeah. know because I'm gonna be watch like probably six episodes Seriously. one night and then the <laughs> remaining four or five the other night. Yeah. Um and then finally daily daps to uh, FYF Fest, which this is the second year in a row that I went. Okay. And, uh, Who'd it was you fantastic. see? Fantastic. Uh, a lot of folks. Uh, right. I would say that my favorite was Erica Badu, but um, yeah, Nine Inch Nails. Closed it out pretty strong last night. Uh, but I would say that um, I don't know how many years it's going on. I feel like it's still something of a secret in and around Los Angeles. But I would say in terms of their 
talent lineup, uh, it rivals Coachella now. Wasn't Iggy Pop on that thing? Iggy Pop did a very good show. you were talking about, like, uh, yeah. the in-between music? Or? Yeah. Uh, he did a great show uh, yesterday as well. So, I, I, it was three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I was out there all three days. It was fantastic Where is this thing at again? Uh, at Exposition Park. It's, like, around the Coliseum, like, in the park. Oh, cool. So, right in downtown, which is also, for me, is a plus because I can go home and sleep in my bed every night. So Nice. And you nice. can just take the little train. From take the metro. The metro. Just we have public there. transportation. Sometimes. I know. It's crazy. One, spe- one specific place. It's crazy. <laughs> if you want to go from Culver City to the Coliseum, you are stoked. Otherwise, hey, you the Staples it. Center, too. Yep. Yes. You can Actually, take- you, could go, you can take it from Long Beach. You can go from <laughs> Santa Monica to Staples on that train. It's beautiful. That's pretty That's nice. pretty good. It's pretty good. The Fantasy Maverick, Adam Rank, what you got? I'm going to start uh, with a daily dap for the WWE tag team of Breeze Dango. Breeze Tyler Dango. Breeze and okay. my guy Fandango. All right. Both those dudes are awesome, and they give them these skits. And most of the time when you watch skits on WWE television, they're not good. Like, they're pretty bad. <laughs> and these guys have done a pretty great job of taking something that <clears throat> wouldn't normally be funny, but because they're actual funny people, they've really made it sing. And I'm good. like, wow, this is, this is a nice change. And so uh, I've appreciated them, and they were kind of the highlight of uh, a pretable, pretty terrible ending to a pay-per-view last night. Because mm. I was watching it, you're like, I love SmackDown. Like a Shinsuke Nakamura, who my daughter loves. Okay. It's like, like, she's drawn to the music, and if somebody's theme music is, is good, cool, yeah. then she's, she's like, I'm in. And, or if they have a cool sing-along like Enzo Amore. So her favorites are Enzo. She loves Shinsuke. I think it's because we watch more NXT. So we're we're hip we're we're wrestling hipsters. Oh, totally. So we we do that because I there's people in the building who are who are like wrestling fans, and yeah. I'm I'm using air quotes. So I think the people on Facebook Live can see it. So one dude was coming in to crow about something wrestling, and I'm like, "Did you go to the New Japan show?" And he's like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "Never talk to me about wrestling again." Um, <laughs> new what's New Japan? Shut up. <laughs> I can't um, wait uh, for little, you know, uh, baby rank Ahsoka uh, to be to grow up to be uh, a teenager and just judging all of her pro wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah. She's going to I, the one thing I fear is she's going to end up. She's going to be one of those kids that you're like, here she is as a five year old okay. getting an autograph from Bailey. And now she's in the WWE. So I'm like, oh, might want to be careful, although. And she's pretty True. fearless, too. We were out at the playground. Okay. The other day, there was a yellow jacket in her hair, and I'm freaking out because I'm allergic. And not like I'm going to drop dead on the spot, but my hand will swell up. And if I don't get medical attention within an hour, I might croak, but whatever. Okay. And I'm trying <laughs> to get it out of her hair, and I'm just, like, embedding it further. And then I start yelling at the yellow jacket. Like, what? Like, hey, come on, get out of her hair. What are you doing? Like, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, I get it out of her hair, and then I look at this yellow jacket on the ground, and I'm like, what the expletive is your problem? And just stomped, stomped it. And I got half of it. And it was still struggling. Like, oh, no, I told you, mother expletive. And like that. It was a proud moment for yes. me. And my daughter's okay. like, I'm going to sit down here on the grass because I feel like my childhood ended or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't a proud moment for me. So anti-dash for me on that. Uh, Fatherhood, baby. I do want to dab uh, Cody from Big Brother. I'm a, I'm a huge Big Brother fan. And there's a guy on this season who is a former Marine mm. who is one of the most stone-faced dudes ever. Like, he, like a lot of these people play nice and they lie to each other. This dude's just a straight-up, not sociopath, but pretty close. Like, somebody joked about it. Sarah Colonna 
uh, joked about it online. Like, I think Cody was a serial killer in a past life. I'm like, or this one. <laughs> and he's like, but the thing is, is they got him out of the house and then they had a battle back and he's back in. And the roles have reversed so much that I was literally rooting for him. And I'm like, where's my life gone? But now I'm, I mean, I like heels. Don't get me wrong, but I'm yeah. like, this is bad. And him and his girlfriend are the, the bad people. And I'm rooting for him because I'm, I'm apparently an awful person. So okay. daps to him. For 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 uh, switching me over, daps to Kyrie Irving for trying to get traded. Hell yeah! I, I say this. <laughs> this is what I say for the NBA: trade Kyrie to San Antonio or whatever, Ooh. whatever. Some let's say San Antonio. Yeah, that'd be good. And then the Eastern Conference just becomes a developmental league. Great. Like that's it. That's Perfect. all. That's all you guys do. Just fold it. Developmental league. Yep. I know. Everybody's like, what about John Wall? Like, fine. Trade John Wall to the Clippers. What about LeBron? He's coming to the Lakers. Boom, done. Everybody who's good in that conference <laughs> is out. You guys can compete for a secondary title. I like the, it. The, the Celtics can hang up another banner. I like it. So, uh, And props or daps to the Steelers. I like the Dan Rooney patch that they got going on. Very classic. Okay. It looks cool because they got the thing. Uh, and the final one is uh, daps to Jarrell Freeman of the Chicago Bears. And, again, okay. talking about this at the top of the show, anytime during this part of the year. Uh-huh. When you see a player trending on Twitter, you get a twinge of like, yes. oh, oh no, what's like, happening? What's happening? You expect I don't the worst. Like this, like if you, like if Dick Van Dyke started trending, you'd like, no, uh-huh. like what? A, no, don't let. And then what happened was, he was in the Austin airport, and he saved some dude's life. Perfect. He was choking. He gave him the Heimlich. So you're like, all right. So if nothing else, let's say the Bears win only a few games this season. Yeah. You know what? We saved a life. Boom. So uh, what have you done? Yeah. You take away all the times he's saved a lot. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I messed up the wording. Okay. All right. So there you go. Uh, I will give you one. Uh, I'll give you two, actually. So uh, Daily Daps to this place, actually, NFL Network. They put on a friends and family day on Saturday. Um, and what? Yeah, it was great, man. Is that what all those pictures were about on Facebook? Yeah, it was cool. Did, did you not notice these signs all over the building for the past few weeks? I, I believe yeah. Rank's being facetious. I really <laughs> know. Uh, it was an NFL Network Friends and Family Day, so you could bring your friends and family through, and, and they did, like, studio tours and stuff. But they had set up, like, a, a fake 40-yard dash and that you could get timed at, which didn't work, but whatever. Who cares? Uh, they had free food there. They had a, they had a, uh, um, a beer tent. Uh, in attendance as well. I, they just they had a lot Did of. They things charge going for on. beers? No, it was it was Whoa. all free. It was wow, cool. that's wild. It was really really cool. Um and uh, and you know they could have gone half ass on it, but they really went for it. And uh, it was really well organized, and it was a good time for the kiddies, man. So um, daily daps to NFL Network, and I know we're all like you know old cogedy, and uh, we like to to, to berate the places we work at. But no, I, no, really though, they they really really did a good job. So daily daps uh, to the network for putting that on. By the way, the, the first ever Friends and Family Day, um, so they really did it right. So. There you go. Uh, I will also daily dap. Uh, this is kind of an addendum to that. Uh, I saw Akbar, our friend Akbar Bajbi Miller there. Um, and daily daps to American Ninja Warrior. Uh, this show has somehow become my daughter's favorite show. <laughs> and Fantasy Life Podcast? Negative. That would be American Ninja Warrior. Oh. Um, but, and the, and the funny thing is, man, she got to meet. Akbar Bajabi Miller. And she she's such an outgoing kid, man. And but when she saw Akbar and she knew who he was, 
she abs- she almost cried because she was so shy. <laughs> and it awesome. was it was awesome, man. Anyways, but then it's it's one of those things too. It's like where she took the picture with Akbar, and then and then after we left, she was crowing about it like oh my god i i got a picture with akbar i got a picture with akbar and then we went home and watched a, uh an old uh dvr show of american ninja war and she was just just through the moon uh that she had been able to meet akbar so um uh, daily daps to american ninja war and really daily daps to akbar Pachabima, who is doing such doing a things. great he's doing job. huge things on that show oh my god he has done such an amazing job on that show and i, I don't want to disparage the 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 color guys that they had before him, but man, he is killing that job, absolutely killing he just it. So threw Johnny Mosley under the bus. I, see why you gotta go there, bro? <laughs> and I don't want to. I don't want to call you out for your parenting, but you yeah. let your daughter watch that stuff. <laughs> American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> that's that's really really NXT guy. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah. Franchise closes up. Yeah, I'm gonna adapt. Uh, the album I've been listening to a lot this weekend just came out Friday. It's Foster the People's new album called Sacred Hearts Club. I think they lost some fans with their last album because it was a departure from their kind of mainstream pop sound, and now they're they more didn't of have like a poppy song about killing about correct school kids. <laughs> that fir- the first album. That's that's right. People don't understand that. Nobody yeah, knows know. the meaning to Every- that. Song. Everybody loves. But that. how do you not though? Everybody Just, loves it's a, that it's song. A literal because song. It's, because it's such an upbeat. I know. Instrumentally. Right. I know. Upbeat. But if you listen, I mean, it's, literal. it's, it's literal. It's not everybody. Even, everybody know, loved it until they heard the lyrics. Like, oh, oh, right. Wait, no, right. Uh, I, that was 2011 that came out, I believe. Wow. That was a while ago. And yeah. since then, this is their third full-length album. Um, I think they felt some pressure to kind of bounce back from their sophomore slump, which I really like their last album. But this one is more – I like their last album, Their too. last album was, like, psychedelic rock. Okay. And so now this album, I would call it psychedelic pop rock. It's more poppy. Psychedelic so I think pop, it might man. be more accessible to some of the fans. What you just said the right there album. can't be more hipster. Someone say pop rocks? Could you got you got to put labels on stuff. Psychedelic pop But if you rock, want a couple, baby, yeah. a couple of the new songs that I really like, one's called Sit Next to Me, Can't Get That Out of My Head. Another one called I Love My Friends. And this other one called Static Space Lover really sounds like a, it could be a B-sides to the Beach Boys pet sound. So That's cool, man. Wow. Mark Foster is a really good songwriter, and I really respect him as a musician. Uh, so. We will close you out with this little bit of news that just came <laughs> down the news wire. Ooh. Uh, the Vikings have placed Latavius Murray on the pup list to start training camp. What? Giddy up, Dalvin Cook. Now, he could obviously come off the pup. Uh, at any time, but that being said, the fact that he's placed on the pup list to start training camp, I mean, that gives Dalvin Cook the inside track to gain the starting job. Yeah. I think in my mind, no doubt about it. This is hilarious that this news comes at the very end of a long daily daps after we just told everybody <laughs> at the start of the episode. Like, <laughs> there's no more analysis. That's right. See ya. Pieces. You know what? That's that should great. teach them so, not to besmirch the daily daps. We'll get into I hope, them. I hope that person's oh, in a draft tonight man. and takes Latavius Murray. <laughs> All right. Shall we get out of here? That was wonderful. Yes, please. All right. For the WizKid from Wisconsin, Alex Gellar. For the franchise, Matt Franciscovich, MG My Guy, Marcus Grant. The Fantasy Maverick, Adam Rank. I'm James Coe. We'll see you. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.